Early Friday morning, news broke that President Trump had tested positive for coronavirus. Details of his condition are still sort of unclear, but he's been tweeting about his health, as well as a lot of misleading information about that virus. Both Facebook and Twitter created policies a long time ago to prevent the spread of COVID misinformation on their platforms. But are they working? Joining me is Recode senior correspondent Peter Kafka. Hey, Peter. Hey, Teddy. So before we dive in on Twitter and Facebook, catch me up on Trump. Where is he since that diagnosis on Friday? Uh, I think pretty much anyone listening to this uh, at this point knows that Donald Trump uh, went to Walter Reed uh, Hospital on Friday night. And now he's back in the White House. Um, and there have been multiple misleading and, and contradictory statements about his health. So I can't really answer it succinctly. Uh, I am looking at, at a statement from the White House as of uh, Tuesday afternoon or recording this. It says uh, the president's team of physicians has met with him in the residence. He had a restful first night at home. And today he reports no symptoms. And in an ideal world, we'd say, oh, that's that memo, by the way, is from Sean Conley, the president's physician. And we'd say, oh, that's that's good. Um, we now have a decent sense of sort of what's going on with the president. But what we've learned is we don't really have any idea what's going on with the president. Right. I was going to ask, can we trust that statement? No, we can't. Um, Donald Trump is is untrustworthy. He's lied all the way up until he was elected and then started on his first day of, of his presidency lying about his crowd size and has been lying ever since. Uh, the people around him lie. Um, sometimes they don't know what they're talking about, so it's not an intentional uh, mistruth, but very often it is an intentional mistruth. Um, and the doctors, uh, the Donald Trump's physician has been roundly criticized for being misleading um, in multiple reports over the weekend. So the country's uh, uh, the country in the world uh, doesn't really understand the state of Donald Trump's health, except that we do know that it's very important that for him to project the idea that he is healthy, that he is recovering, that he is beating the coronavirus. So we can't be sure about whether the president or his doctor are stating the truth. But as I mentioned before, Trump has been basically live blogging his journey through Walter Reed. Are Twitter and Facebook doing anything to stop Trump from sort of spreading misleading information about COVID more generally? Well, Twitter and, and Facebook and, and YouTube, for that matter, have been asked for many years what they will do when the president or any other world leader um, violates their various policies about about all kinds of things, but, but mainly misinformation. And for a long time, they were resistant to doing anything with regards to muting or in any way sort of stopping a, a world leader or elected politician from, from expressing themselves on the platform. And over the last year, they've started to sort of be more assertive about that. Labeling, affixing labels to posts that sometimes have misleading information. And some, in some cases, they've taken down postings that Trump or other world leaders have done. Um, they're generally, though, pretty loath to do it. They say there's a couple arguments. One is, look, it's important that people be able to see what their leaders are saying, even if it's not true. Um, it's important for that information to be out there. And another, they're less likely to say is we don't want to be the arbiters of what's true or not. And some of a lot of the stuff is about perspective. Right. Where they've come down, though, over the pandemic and more recently about uh, voting laws is and, and representations about the state of the election is they are becoming firmer about sort of saying you can't say or do things that are obviously misleading and or harmful 
to the public. And then sort of figuring out what that is is a case-by-case basis. Each platform addresses that separately, and we can get into that. But they have become very unwillingly and very reluctantly more assertive about the way they sort of will intercede when it comes to Trump or any other leader talking on their platforms. So on COVID, how have they been dealing with misinformation or disinformation when it comes from the president specifically? Generally, what they say is, we're not going to allow you to harm the public through your statements. So Facebook's version of this says, we don't allow coronavirus posts that can lead to direct physical harm, i.e. don't tell people to drink bleach or that COVID is, doesn't exist. Twitter has a version of this that says they'll remove posts that contain demonstrably false information with, quote, the highest likelihood of leading to physical harm. Again, a lot of this is sort of eye of the beholder. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, the the uh, the platforms are telling me, well, it's just, this is actually pretty clear cut. It's a science. You know, we're going to go rely on the World Health Organization. We're going to rely on the CDC and local authorities to sort of set these boundaries for us. And what we learned um, almost immediately was that there was no clear-cut information. A lot of people don't understand the nature of coronavirus, what that, what's actually happening. And also, we've seen the, these agencies are, are have become politicized. So there isn't sort of a neutral arbiter of this. And, and again, the platforms really unwillingly have had to sort of start making these calls for themselves. Right. I mean, these, are, these aren't necessarily always easy. I mean, when Trump says something like, don't be afraid of COVID, don't let it dominate your life, that's still up. You know, I guess there's not misinformation, but it's certainly portraying COVID as, you know, not that serious, right? But then when you see something where Trump says that coronavirus is less deadly than the flu, Facebook takes it down. Right. So let's just we'll back that up. So yesterday, Trump said, uh, he tweeted out that he feels really good. We shouldn't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. I think there's a reasonable uh, segment of the population would say, yeah, we've been too fearful about the lockdown, sure. too fearful of the shutdown. And that's a reasonable argument to make. Are there people who are going to hear that and thus act more irresponsibly than they have in the past? It's possible. Um, but that's sort of one side of the spectrum. And what Facebook has decided is that when Trump says COVID-19 is less deadly than the seasonal flu, that's an outright mistruth, untruth. That's an outright lie. Uh, and they actually removed that post from Facebook. Uh, by the way, and it's still up on Twitter. Twitter has sort of put a banner over it so you can't see it without clicking through and it's hard to spread around. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's notable there is that Twitter, between Twitter and Facebook, Twitter has generally been a little more aggressive about um, limiting the president's speech when it's when he steps over the line. Yes. Uh, Facebook has been more reluctant to do so. So this has sort of flipped that around. Is there any possibility that the moderation that Twitter and Facebook are applying to Trump on COVID can be a model sort of for future moderation of Trump comments. Like you said, in this situation, it's sort of clear cut. You know, they can follow the science, though. You know, you've seen both platforms be very resistant to take similar measures on things that are more disputed. Obviously, Trump parrots mistruths all the time on lots of matters. Do you feel like this might embolden the platforms in the future to be more Uh, aggressive on things like climate change or other scientific issues where Trump is also speaking mistruths? They are so reluctant to do it. Um, There's sort of a a practical slash cynical reason for that, which is they don't want to uh, get Trump or other Republicans angry at them or angrier than they have been. They don't want to be accused by politicians or their users of having political bias. And they generally do feel that their platform should be used 
by everyone to do more or less whatever they want and that people are better off figuring out on their own what what they agree with, what they disagree with. And it's not their not their place to sort of tell people what to think. But, you know, we are we are at these edge cases, an edge case year. We've got covid and we're going to have a, an election that Donald Trump has already basically said he's going to dispute the results of. Right. So to some extent, you wonder whether this could be, you know, a harbinger of things to come. I, it certainly seems like it will be. The platforms have recently said, look, we're going to prevent people from, say, calling an election before the votes have been tabulated. Um, and it's very easy to imagine a scenario on election night when we're we're imagining the election is going to take many days, if not weeks, to actually total up all the votes, and that Donald Trump, among others, will be declaring a victory before the votes have been counted. And that will, again, cause a real problem for them, and they are going to have to decide whether or not they want to let that stand. They've said, more or less, we're not going to let that stand, but it's a crazy year, so we're not sure. Peter, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Teddy. To read more of Peter's work, you can head over to recode.net. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.